Welcome to Two Keys in a Pod. I'm Shantiana Keys. And I'm Andreana Keys. And yeah, it's been two weeks. And welcome to your favorite 30-minute-ish podcast. Uh, We're going to try to keep it short. I've been looking at a bunch of podcasts just for format and stuff. And people are like recording two-hour podcasts. Did you know that? Yes, I did. That's why I don't listen to them. <laughs> no, it's, it's too long for me. But I like our 30 minutes. Yeah, no, we're, we're somewhere around there. We've done like a 45-minute one that was pushing it. But we're going to definitely try to stay in our 30-minute range um, from now on. But, yeah, for the most part, you and I, we caught up yesterday a little bit, um, which that's kind of how our communication goes. We send memes back and forth and posts, but I just feel like we catch up every once in a while. But how are you? Uh, and if you could describe the last two weeks with like a headline or a short phrase, what would you what would you say? Oh my god! I can go. I can go um, first while you think about it, if you want me to. Yeah, you can go first, and I want to say this: you send me memes that I've already seen, <laughs> and you send them to me on uh, Twitter and Instagram, and I'm like, I saw this on TikTok already. Um, excuse anyway. me. <laughs> uh, some of my stuff is not on TikTok. Okay, yeah, and those true. you have not always seen. Anyway, <laughs> um, so mine would be she's calibrating, um, because I had to like reflect, find some um, balance last week. This is, or I guess the last two weeks or the first two weeks since this basketball season. So I found myself like kind of idle. Um, and since I'm not working full time, it's like there's a lot of time on my hands, but I've been doing vlogs and recording this show and editing this show and working on some other things. And I found that, yeah, like I just felt out of whack, out of balance. So had to get outside, work out, get some vitamin D, get that in my system, and then just, you know, start writing out plans. Because I find that if I plan a little bit, then I'm I'm good. But um, yeah, so she's calibrating is what I would say. Do you have one? Okay. Yeah. I would say she's ready to go. <laughs> she's ready to go. She's ready to go. Oh, you're ready to come home? I'm just kidding. I'm just playing. Yes, but I'm just kidding. Okay. Um, last part of the season, you know, it's the exciting time of playoffs. So, um, well, soon. Um, so, yeah, I, I guess that's really it. You know, I do the same thing every week, every day, practicing games. Oh, so, it's exciting time, you know. Um Fun basketball, I guess, if the referees don't give me too much of a headache. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> but yeah. And you played a couple seasons over in Ukraine. So, you know, do you have updates from, like, old teammates? You know, have you been checking on people? What are you? What have you been hearing? Yeah, so what's crazy, though, is that I think there was war when I was there. Uh, the first time I was there in 2018, you know, everybody, like – it wasn't as big or, you know, the U.S. wasn't talking about it. Let's say that. And so um, I had known, though, and it was like, oh, it's far from Kiev. Like, you know, nothing's ever going to happen. Like, it's fine. Okay, that was 2018. You know, no freak out. Now 2020, same kind of thing. I had a friend that was there. I played with her in Slovenia. She was there this season playing. And I'm over here telling her, like, oh, it's Kiev. Nothing happens. Like, it's going to be fine. You know, and so when I see this, I'm like, oh my gosh, but luckily she did not listen to me. She left. Um, 
But I've checked on a lot of them. Um, of course, they're terrified. And, you know, you can't put yourself in that position or even think about, you know, how they feel. But I know it's just like I see videos and all this stuff. They post stuff every day about it. And just to see places that I even was at and it's completely, like, blown up is crazy to me, you know. So wow. I feel really bad for them. Goodness gracious. And um, I know you had a friend on a guy's team. Did he, was he able to get out? Because I know you said he was stuck for a little while. Yeah, he finally got out. Uh, his, his name is Mo, but and so he was there the first year. I was there too, and so you know we met each other and hung out and stuff. Just the Americans um, on the two teams, but yeah, he was stuck, and he had a different situation of where. Or kind of similar where they were kind of like, you know, nothing's going to happen. Like, you fine. He wasn't in Kiev. He was in another city, though. Um, and the president was kind of like, ah, you know, you're going to be fine, whatever, and wasn't trying to let him go. So that kind of situation of people just completely, like, getting blinded, I guess. And he was the last He was the last American there. So that, you know, that he was terrified, scared every day for his life, don't know when he's going to get out or if he could. But he made it back, and it, they got articles all over the place about him, though. Oh, wow. No, that's wild. I know you uh, You told me and Mom and we're like, well, get him to call this person. Get him to call the embassy. We, we're trying to be, uh, we're trying to heroes. Look, y'all yeah. trying to give me all the information. I'm like, I think he probably did that already. <laughs> he been there a few days, but no, it was just crazy because a lot of people was kind of, you know, trying to figure out how they could help him to get out. So right, no, that's wild. I um, obviously you see all kinds of videos and stuff and people in bomb shelters and all that, and I just know me and Mom would have been a wreck. Uh, oh, yeah. well, easily. And Bino. Oh, gosh. And <laughs> Bino wouldn't have made it through. But the crazy part is no, I still real. had family and friends hitting me up because they still think I'm in Ukraine. <laughs> and I'm like, thank y'all. That was a season ago. I'm glad y'all are keeping up with me. Like, <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Well, and, of course, you, me and mom, like, looking at a map, we're like, how far is she from there? And obviously you're on the further end of Romania, so you're about as far away in Romania as you can get from there. But, of course, those early days we were like, mm, I don't know about this. Yeah, but, um, yeah like, um, it's touching Ukraine. Like, yes, it's definitely part of it is bordering. So, right. Um, but it's okay here. Um, And, yeah, when you were there, people in America were talking about it, but it wasn't like every day, like, the news wasn't necessarily talking about it all the time around the clock. And it wasn't like the everyday person. Like you weren't having a conversation about it with somebody else, but very right. much so yeah. something that was happening, but we're going to move on to our hot topics. Um, and I just want to have a surprise off the top. A lot of today is of course about basketball because that's just what, that's just what we do. But I did have a surprise that I saw on social media that I did not send to you. This is a quote. All right. You ready? I should have been at like 30 or 32 Grand Slams. I should have had it, the record, really. I've had many opportunities to have it, but I'm not giving up. Who who do you think it is? She didn't say that. Serena. Go Serena. Bro, it says VSCNN. Come on. So that was tweeted yesterday. So I held off to telling you. Or I guess I saw it last night, but I was like, oh, she's going to like this. <laughs> She so she ain't giving up. <laughs> look, you look, you had you had counted her out. Not counted her oh, out, yeah. but but you definitely just, thought I just don't 
Because each, uh, what do you call them? They're not called Grand Slams. What are they? Like the, or are they Grand yeah. Slams? Each of those tournaments? Yeah, oh. yeah. Okay, so yeah, each Grand Slam is like, oh, she got another injury. She ain't doing it up. So I'm just like, look, we ain't going to see her again. Oh, no. She's got to come back and get it. But she's right. Like, and you know how I feel about women's careers being derailed by babies and men. I just have such a hard time with that. Sports, obviously, is a lot more, I don't want to say prevalent, because everyday women lose their careers for these things. But um, it's just so noticeable when it's sports because there's just no way around it. You got nine months, and then you got to figure out the rest around it. And so, yeah, Serena was in the prime, in the prime of her career. <laughs> but anyway, Oh, Olympia. Olympia know, like, got next, though, so. <laughs> right, Olympia's ready to go. I hope she shatters that record, too. Oh, <laughs> She's looking good out there, though. Uh, yeah, her swings look real good. Yeah. <laughs> She definitely seems like she's going to be a bit of a, a diva situation, but, you know, like mother, like daughter, I guess, in some ways. Uh, so, yeah, that's the that's the big headline that I wanted to give you. That's a surprise um, topic you didn't know about, of course. Um, but moving on to basketball, and before we get into, like, conference championships and all that stuff, Brittany Griner is being detained in Russia because uh, she had, I think it's what they said was paraphernalia, weed paraphernalia, uh, but basically, like, vape cartridges what have you seen about the situation and um, I guess how are you viewing it right now? Yeah, I thought that was wild because obviously she's been there for what, two weeks now or something like that? And everybody's Almost just three, now probably. finding out about it. Yeah, we yeah. just now finding out about it. So that's crazy because the WNBA did tweet that everybody was, you know, all the Americans in Russia were gone right. out of there. So um, I think that's crazy. And I, I feel like me and my teammates were talking about it like this ain't the first time she didn't ever try to sneak no vape or whatever it's called in there in no airport you know right. and people probably do it all the time but they were like yes but do people do it in russia all the time like and i'm but like she's been playing know. there right so she had to have but yeah she's been playing in russia for years i think now so she's this is not the first time she's done this Right. So my thought is she's either gotten away with it and it's not been the big of a deal. Like she knew she would be fine. And like all of a sudden they're switching up on her. Y yeah. Or like she can't be, she's not dumb. Like right. who plays around with airports? Like at this point in life, like I just don't know why people, well, I know people do it, but I, that's just not something I, I would be, I would be doing. But yeah, I would be interested to know what that, story is like if she's never had an issue and people never have you know never stop her when they see them or if this was a some sort of calculated situation but I did read that her lawyer has spoken and said they've been trying to keep it low-key which hence why we probably hadn't heard about it because they don't want it to like teeter into like a political problem where it's like Putin is trying to use her in some sort of pawn or whatever or make an example out of her you know, obviously we're not having great relations with him right now. So that's what worries me because everybody's been calling for her to, or for us to be making an uproar about it. And everybody's mm -hmm. like, why is nobody talking about it? Why is, you know, which for, for the reasons that they cite, of course, she's a black woman, six, nine, queer, like everything she stands for is so not America, I guess. Right. Like, so it makes sense why 
the everyday person isn't caring about the problem. Not that it's okay, of course, but there's there's a reason in America nobody's talking about it. But to that point, I'm like, maybe y'all should just shut up for a little bit because <laughs> because I worry like if we do create this thing around it and you know we hashtag it and we're doing all this stuff, like does it make it like more volatile? You know, right, right. And that's not well, you what know, we want. Social media, social media people, like you said, everybody on there, like, we need to be talking more about Britney and why are we hearing about BG more and all this. So, yeah, y'all better stop. <laughs> like, we know, we all know now. So let them do what they, you know, I don't know. They right. talking about Biden, like, what, trying to get Biden, you know. Right. Um, Joe Byron. Out, but. Well, <laughs> yeah, but but most people are like, you know, because the internet is the internet. They're more worried that he's talking about for us to go back into the office. And I say us, like, I got somewhere to go. But for a collective right. us, the general, like, yeah, he, he needs to shut up too. Like, chill out. <laughs> yes. Yes, he does. <laughs> um, Yeah, because nobody, look, if I can avoid it, if it's not reporting or hosting i don't ever want to go back into an office for real ever like once i got a taste of remote work that was that was that for me so um but yeah hopefully bg you know oh now listen you already know where i'm going glory johnson did you see her post yeah i saw it yesterday okay it was doing a lot it was the photo doing a lot but I think the you know the the sentiment was good. <laughs> okay, so at first I didn't know like I saw some stuff on Twitter kind of saying like she did wrong for that pick and just all this stuff, but I had no idea what people were talking about. And then I think finally there was more context on the tweet I saw, and so I went to her Instagram and looked. I think it was Sydney Collison who had posted it. I can't remember, but. <laughs> I had went uh, on her Instagram and was like, oh, yikes. <laughs> um, that's the only picture y'all have together? Like, but, hey. <laughs> it's not Mercy. my business. Not my business at all. Yeah, no, I she posted the same thing on Facebook because um, I just realized for some reason we were friends on Facebook. I must have followed her back in the day, you know, when I was obsessed with Tennessee and going to camp and stuff. But yeah, she posted the same thing and people are commenting and supporting. So yeah, I think the only thing that was off was obviously the photo. She chose a photo of her biting Brittany Griner's chin. Now, mind you, they were married at a time, had children together. But yeah, so that that was the whole thing. Well, did they have children together? I think BG thought, okay, okay. Yeah, she got twins. Okay, that, okay. Yes, I'm tracking. I just remember there was a lot of lot going on after that, so I just was yeah. not sure how that was. But um, yeah, so <laughs> that's my two cents on uh, the Glory Johnson post. Now to the thing I'm sure we're going to spend most of our time on: conference championships, March Madness, NCAA tournament coming up. Give Give me the tea. What you got? Um, March Madness. As far as the tournament goes, it's going to be crazy. I think, like we said in 
two podcasts ago. It's going to be really good, you know. Um, so people should tune in to see that. I think it'll be a lot of upsets. But, like, if you've been watching all year, you won't think they upsets, you know. Um, okay. But conference tournaments. Um, like, who do you think would be, a, I guess, a sleeper them, right? team? Um, <laughs> okay, I don't mean win it all. Because I think there are yeah. ten teams that could, you know, like it's gonna right. come down to like, okay, is this team smart enough for this or like whatever, um, and, and can sustain the level yeah. for long enough? Yeah. Uh huh. Um, sleeper team though. Mm, like have to somebody, wait. somebody who's not, I guess you know, one or two seed that you think. Yeah, I want to expect anybody outside of the top ten probably. You right. know, and I want to so, say somebody like LSU or something because I listen. What Kim Mulkey has done this season is crazy. You know, um, including no running up on a ref. <laughs> right, no matter what we think about her. <laughs> what we think about her, uh, they've had a great season. Um, I don't think they will win it all though. Um, Texas is doing well too. Um, Shaver has done a good job there. I don't know. I'm hoping like Maryland gets it together, but I feel like I've watched them enough to know that that's not happening. <laughs> it's too late. <laughs> yeah, like it's just not. Well, um, I mean, the good thing about March is, you know, if you hit a stride, you're playing games often enough where you can like translate and just keep building. So, you know, it, it's definitely possible. You know I'm going to ride for uh, the Big Ten, so I'm going to think they're going to get at least one team in the Elite Eight. Okay. And then we will go from there for the final Well, it's what, like eight of y'all, eight eight teams are about to make it. (laughs) I hope somebody makes it to the Elite Eight. Look, yeah, yeah, so hopefully. Um, But I feel like two NC State might do something. Like they are very just consistent in winning. Okay. So let's talk about that. Okay, so NC State, for me, like, when they look rough, they look rough. So, like, and usually I feel like they're having to come from behind to win, which in the NCAA tournament mm-hmm. I think is not always – just it's not a good time to, to do that. That being said, though, out of the top – out of the one seeds, the projected one seeds, no, I, I mean, even to me, Stanford is still most – consistent in terms of like throughout an entire game what they're going to bring now if they're not hitting from the outside that's going to be a problem of course but I just feel like they're strong enough shooters like they're likely never going to all be horrible you know but for me like South Carolina their fourth quarter has repeatedly been horrible which again that can't happen usually in the NCAA tournament so in terms of like a full game I think Stanford out of the top four for me probably is the most consistent. Yeah, no, I agree. The, none of them, though, that we just mentioned are sleeper teams, though. Oh, no, no, no. Um, Sorry, I had moved. I thought we I thought we were moving toward uh, the bigger conversation about um, um, about the tournament. Yeah. So if you had to pick right now, who who's your winner? South Carolina or Stanford. I still will be one of those two will win it. And I hope yeah. they don't have to play each other till the end. I know. But um and and you know a team that I do think might they gon they've I, it's been rough. I think I know what you gonna say. <laughs> UConn. 
<laughs> yes. And, and yep. I'm not saying win it all because that would be wild. Yeah. But they finna do something. You know, they got everybody back now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I agree. They're going to be a sleeper team for the first, you know. No, nobody's saying you come right now, but everybody knows the reality of, like, the way that AZ Fudd just shot in that championship game, that's that's tough. Uh, a Paige Beckers, when the lights get brighter, I just feel like she shows up. So as long as, you know, they take care of the ball, which they were not doing that well at the beginning of that championship, but if they can limit turnovers, they can beat anybody in the country. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I don't know that there's any other Pac-12 teams, I think, that are, like, legit in the hunt. I think Arizona could scrap it. You know, they might do something. But Big Ten teams, okay, let's talk about the Iowa-Indiana championship. Um, Really good game, you know, and – as a Purdue grad, uh, there's nothing more. I, <laughs> no other place I dislike than IU, but they are tough. You know, they've got a starting five that is very solid, um, and they play a lot of minutes and seem to be in great shape, you know, because eventually yeah. you like, oh, they're going to get tired, like whatever. I haven't seen them get too tired all season, and I've watched a lot of their games, you know. Um, obviously, their bodies are wearing down and all this stuff, but they still – they play hard. They got five people who play very hard, and then they bench players come in and do the same. Um, and they're not deep at all. Um, Iowa, a little deeper team. Obviously, you got Caitlin Clark. Uh, you got a post player in Monica Sinano who's very efficient. Uh, very dominant in the Big Ten. And then you got key pieces who everybody knows they roll. That's the thing with Iowa. They know what, you know, what they out there to do. Um, And so those are two teams that I think can do something. Uh, Now, Iowa struggles to defend. IU is a better defensive team. So IU could probably go, you know, further in the tournament. Uh, But we'll see. Yeah, no, I agree. And, you know, IU limited Caitlin Clark to, what, 18 points, which mm-hmm. for her is below her average, obviously. Um, she had 41 points in the semifinal. Hillary, Cardano, Cardano Hillary, she's a pest. Like, and, and honestly, for somebody like Caitlin Clark, like, of course, I mean, you look at that matchup and you know that that's going to be annoying because a six-foot point guard dribbling in the face of a 5'4 guard yeah. – you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, duh. It, it was always going to be a problem. Um, now, obviously, Caitlin got a little testy, you know, a couple elbows, which, you know, we all been there. Like, yeah. get what off happened, of me. Yeah. But I think Sedano is, like, she's legit. And I don't know that. I just feel like she's not getting enough conversation. Like, what? what is her field goal percentage? It's like 60-something. But <laughs> mm, how do I say this in a nice and appropriate way? Um, She's like Megan Gustafson. Of course, yeah. You know, um, a clone of her, and it took a minute for, you know, the basketball world to even recognize her, and she's the all-time leading score in right. Iowa women's basketball history, so – um, I think it's like a – honestly, and her game seems to be a little bit more mature, but I used to say that about Megan because 
their footwork is incredible. They got a really good post coach there. But it's just kind of like, I don't know. I don't know. You Like, you don't see her, like, banging. Oh, no. I guess. It's just like a, okay, I got great position. Now I'm turning and going up, you know, or I'm going to give you this up and under and then that's it. Like, I don't know. Girl, I don't even know if she think- does an up and under. Like, these are all, like, literally. And you only could say that is her touch around the rim because some of them you're like, if anybody else shot that, I would be like, that's horrible. Like, you you didn't work to do anything. You didn't create any angles. Like, you didn't sell one way, go another. Like, when I'm looking at her, it doesn't look like it should make sense. It's like, she, how tall is she? Uh, maybe 6'3". Like, it does, that, none of that makes sense. None of it. Yeah. Like, the way she's yeah. finishing around people now, she does a great job at burying people. Like, mm. when the ball's coming in, she is continuing to use her feet and her body to push you back. So, I mean, that's something that she does really well. But her touch around the rim, I just was like, she has to <laughs> – it felt like in that game she had to be shooting 80% from the field. She hit a 15-footer. Uh, I was like, okay. Everybody's talking about Clark right now, but Sonata is, like, going going in on Holmes right now. And every other post player that they decided that they could put on her. Um yeah, but yeah, you know no. you getting an assist when you uh, passing it to Monica, right? And that's the thing; it was the same with Gustafson when she was there. You would be like, "Okay, now why can't nobody <laughs> stop this girl? She ain't doing no moves." And then you see time and time again, each post player that try can't do it. <laughs> oh, you failing at it? You failing? Like it's just I don't know. Like I said, they got a really good post coach there. Right? What's her name? Jan Jansen, right? Yeah, Jan Jansen. Yeah. Um. And I'm wondering, every time I see her, she doesn't look that tall. So I'm like, is she, was she even a post player? Um, but yeah, no, she's, she's cranking out a, a system for sure now, because that's going to be Mega Gustafson. It'll be Sedano. And then the O'Grady girl, the freshman is you already get a minute and I'm sure going to be doing a lot of the same stuff. Yep. So, And then they got another post who was going to be Monica's backup. And she tore ACL at the beginning of the season. So they got two that's been practicing and looking at Sonano. So they just going to keep training them and whipping them out. Right. That'll be interesting, though. Can you kind of run – can you run the system that they have right now with two bigs like that, you know? I mean, I guess you you can always Mm. continue to pick and roll, you know, the same way you're doing now. But, yeah, her and Caitlin Clark together are a problem. And having shooters yeah. around them <laughs> doing that is a problem yeah. too. So, yeah. Uh, let's we'll see, see the Kentucky South Carolina game, the marquee game of the whole weekend. <laughs> you yeah, ain't got nothing was, to say. That was wild. <laughs> you know, we talked about this already, but you hate to see South Carolina go out because they've had just such a strong season. They had that one slip up loss. And then for them to go out again, now last year it was a national, or not the national championship, but it was the, you know, um, Final Four maybe? Yeah. That they had lost with the buzzer beater yeah. to Stanford. And then to see them to do that, just, you know, SEC championships sucked. Uh, but so happy for Kentucky. I like Ryan right. Howard's game, so happy for her and just that program. They said 40 years, so you always like to hear something like that for right. a program. And another black coach getting, you know, a cha- an opportunity and, you know, coming through and getting a championship because that's obviously how the world validates success and right. all that. So, you know, Kyra Elzey getting it um, in just a you know, few short years after taking over. Right. And then, yeah, like you said, Ryan, like, 
getting an act, you know, uh, accolade because you know she was left off uh, an All American list a couple years ago. So it's just I'm sure she's felt snubbed a lot. So just yeah, glad she was able to get the job done, and that her teammates were you know there to help. And we've dissected that last possession and talked about that all that happened. Uh, but it, it's definitely something South Carolina will learn from. I don't know that Zia Cook will miss a free throw in the tournament. You know what I'm saying? Like, those type of things just kind of sit in your brain, and she's probably been shooting them since she got back to campus. What is class? Mm -hmm. You know? Like, I'm not going to class. I got free throws. Right. Right. (laughs) But, yeah, so, yeah, I think that – I think South Carolina is going to be more of a – handful than they were going to be had they just won yeah you know what yeah. i mean like whoever's in their way like good luck because i feel like dawn is gonna and she didn't do anything wrong in that game like she was coaching but i think she's gonna reach a level that she hasn't you know even in terms of intensity likely and you know Aliyah boston gonna probably look a little different the guards around her yeah i just think it should be exciting now that I didn't, I didn't answer the question, but I think that South Carolina is going to take it. And if South Carolina doesn't take it, I hope it's Stanford um, because I'm a big Tar fan. So that's, that's my yeah. projected outcome. Yeah. We'll see. We are in for a great March Madness beginning first week of April. It's going to be great. So Yeah. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how Louisville um, rebounds from – from their loss, too. I mean, obviously, that's just a tough loss. But, uh, you know, that's why it's March Madness. It's uh, I'm looking forward to buzzer beaters. There's been a few this weekend. So, um, looking forward to it. Um, and we'll be following along, doing all that. This, this is what we do. It felt like Sunday was a holiday for me. I was like, oh, I'll be on the couch starting at noon. Right. The best thing about the um, conference tournaments, though, is that you know they plan every day. So you got something to watch every day. And I was like behind because, you know, I record and I go watch. And so I was like, oh, I'm behind on this game, which pushed me behind on that game. So I was all day like trying to catch up and avoid social media and all that stuff. So and you know how anal I am about that. But, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Obviously, like talking basketball with you because we just always dissecting stuff and trying to you know, talk things through, but, um, good luck in the playoffs. Thanks. And, um, POP, I'm holding We got a couple more here. games before. Oh, okay. Yeah. We got, I yeah. think we have like four games left and then playoffs start. So. Oh, okay. Well, so we will, yeah. we will talk before the playoffs. So forget yeah. all of that I just said, but uh, we'll see y'all <laughs> here next time. Any last thoughts before I wrap up? Mm. No. <laughs> Today is International Women's Day, so hey. While we're recording, y'all. So by the time you hear it, it will not be. But um, oh, yeah. shout out to women. Shout out to women during Women's Month. Women's History Month. Wow, what was that? Women's History Month. Shout out to us um, and how great we are. We are definitely the superior gender. Um, and I feel like that is evident. <laughs> All right, it's been great, y'all. You've been listening to Two Keys in the Pod. And I'm Shantiana Keys. And I'm Andreana Keys. And we'll see y'all in two weeks. Peace.